Hello, this is uh, Sam, and I'm with Ollie, and we're doing our Giants podcast today. Um, so, obviously, the Giants are currently sat at two and four overall. Uh, last week, lost to the Patriots, thirty-five to fourteen. Once again, that puts us two and four, and third in the NFC East at this point. So, with that, uh, I'll let Ollie go. Cheers, Sam. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I I know people don't want to hear this, but I quite liked uh, the spirit they showed last week. Um, is you know, this is the Patriots team is clearly the best in the league. We were never going to win, realistically, and uh, you know, look at the performances. Uh, Jones did struggle, but given that. Tom Brady sort of struggled to start off the game as well. I feel like you could definitely tell there was, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of interference from the wind throughout the game, really. And uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and 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 also when you've got that coming into play, as well as going up up against Bill Belichick and the best defense in the league, you know, as a rookie quarterback, it's not exactly an ideal situation, really. No, exactly. Look, I mean, I think if we're being realistic, let's be honest, there was Giants fans going into this game thinking it was going to be a la 2007 or 2011, like expecting some kind of miracle. But we're not that team at the minute. So I think if if we were realistic, I think most of us wanted to see some good things out of Daniel Jones and then just hoped that the team would put the kind of performance out that the fans could be proud of. I don't think much more than that we could have really hoped for at the end of the day. And like you say, the conditions were not made for like attractive football, really. When Tom Brady's struggling to even throw to people, like it's not it's not an ideal game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with that in mind, I think we can take, as a young team that's rebuilding, I think we can take a lot of positives out of that game. At Gillette Stadium, where... Rookie quarterbacks were 0-11 going in even before Danny Dimes was stepping foot on the field. I think there's a lot of things we can take from the game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help when you uh, spend the entire game throwing to the best defensive back in the league. I'm but, so glad uh, you brought that up, man. <laughs> yeah, not the smartest game planning from uh, Schumer there. It's uh, a bit confusing. You know, you're going up against Stefan Gilmore and you would have thought, Maybe try and avoid him, but uh, apparently that wasn't part of the game plan. Yeah, I mean, you you, you look at it anyway. You, we it's not like we had our full offense out there. Like we we were down to the bare bones even before we were going in. Um, you look at how the Patriots do things; they're going to take your best threat away from you and make you use your other guys. So why make it harder on yourself if you know it's the best cornerback in the league? So why are we throwing at him? And you, and I mean. It costs three interceptions in the end. So I, I would hope less given we're going to go into uh, a game against Arizona with Patrick Beast coming back. Um, I'd like to hope we're not going to throw at number one cornerbacks as often in future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also uh, when you've got Hilleman and Penny as the two running backs, it doesn't exactly help when they know, pretty much know you're going to throw it every play. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it, very early in the game. 
it was obvious the running game was going to go nowhere. Like, we might pick up three yards here, maybe a yard there, but for the most part, it was going nowhere. Once you become one-dimensional, it's impossible, especially when we weren't, we didn't have difference makers out there. We're not that I, I mean, I think if we'd had every guy out there, like we'd have still lost the game. But there is, there is, there's a lot more to see out of the game if we were throwing the ball to Evan Ingram or Saquon Barkley's in the backfield, making guys miss, as yeah, opposed exactly. yeah, to uh, as opposed to Hillerman, who uh, obviously is no longer on the roster now. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, it was nice to see Golden Tate. Uh, get his first touchdown, and sort of it, that seemed to be you know him getting going, which hopefully we should see continue next week, especially with Shepard looking like he's going to be out again, uh, which isn't great. But uh, what can you do when the guy's got two concussions in the space of just a few weeks? Well, this is it. Uh, the the way the like obviously there's no chance he'll play. Um, I think. I mean, it gives Golden Tate more opportunities in the slot. Um, it's, it, I, I, I'm a big Sterling Shepard fan, but to me, if we can get Evan Ingram back, then Golden Tate will do enough to cover for Shepard being missing. Um, but um, going off going off the game that Golden Tate had on the Patriots, he was most certainly a bright spark. Um, first pass and touchdown. Uh, on the Patriots all year in uh, Tate's second game back. So that was lovely to see from him. Nice juggling catch as well. Yeah, exactly. Was, uh, I mean, you know, when they have, you're going up against the defence and haven't given up a passing touchdown all year and it's a 60-yarder, you know, you're going to take that. So 60-yarder Six, walked into the end zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good, and uh, and a perfect ball by Daniel Jones for the touchdown as well. I should add, like he he put that ball right on the helmet of um, Golden Tate for for that one. Yeah, I mean he's looking good, and uh, you know, and Darius Slayton uh, as a second option isn't looking too bad. Uh, I mean he didn't have a great game against the Patriots, just three catches for thirty odd yards, but uh, you know. The, Previous week, uh, he sort of showed that he can be relied upon if uh, the other guys aren't there. Yeah, and the, the the thing I like about him as well is he's he seems to be one of those receivers that has um, it's almost a second burst of speed. So, uh, especially deep balls. He seems to be able to just pull up with you going back. Another impressive rookie that you have to kill it with this draft. Like we've got some really good young players um, coming out of this draft, and a lot of them in late rounds as well. I should add. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I mean, I was one of Gettleman's biggest uh, critics after the draft this year, but uh, fair play to him. He's showing that he's uh, he knows what he's doing when it comes to being a general manager. Uh, most definitely. I've, I don't think Gelman's helped himself in a lot of ways because he, he sort of he might say one thing and then he does another thing. Uh, uh, if you look at the Odell trade where he says no interest in trading this player and then uh, a week, two weeks later, he's gone. 
Um, but you have to, you, you've got to take your hat. I think there's a lot of us Giants fans are eating our words at the minute in regard to Dave Gettleman because uh, we, I mean, we slated the quarterback pick. Um, not a lot of us like the Dexter Lawrence pick, to be honest, because we, uh, we question the production coming out of Clemson. Um, but where he's really impressed, I, I mean, the quarterback's everything, obviously, but where he's really impressed me is these supplementary round picks that he's get uh consistently grabbing for us i mean ryan connolly was looking like a very good linebacker until he's obviously on injury report now darius yeah. slayton another late round pick he looks uh, equally like i mean he looks like a starting receiver for us and um sam bill if we can field, i mean i hear good things out of training camp about him but we have to wait and see on that one so we can actually get him on a football field but yeah, I'm you, very you've confused. got to take your hat off to Gettleman. Yeah, I'm very confused with what's going on with the cornerback situation at the moment. Because hearing all this stuff about how uh, Love and uh, Valentine aren't mentally ready to play, it's like, I, I'm just not really sure what's going on there. Like, I, I'm just, I just don't understand how they could do much worse than Haley. Um, again, that's... That's something I, I, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, especially given every man and their dog for the first, what, f- five weeks of this season prior to that Patriots game has been slating our defence saying we can't cover anyone. So if that's the case, why not chuck them out there? If, if they're genuinely that bad, at least we'll know that they're that bad. Um, and we go again in the next draft or in free agency to try and get someone. But, and also, if there's any week to throw them out there and give them a go, it's against a rookie quarterback. So, hundred you know, percent, yeah. Maybe, and, it's, may- and a rookie quarterback that has to get the ball out of his hands quickly. The way that offense runs, he's got to throw that ball quick. So, you'd hope that'd be a game that they might show some. Yeah, exactly. And you know, with the improvements the defensive line has shown, hopefully we should be able to generate a decent pass rush against what has been a pretty poorest offensive line for the Cardinals of late. I mean, the, that Cardinals offensive line is awful. So I, I'm hopeful that... The, the, I think there's there's a reason we're the three-point um, favourites for this game. Um, the, our defence is certainly looking a lot better. Um, the Cardinals offensive line's not that good. Um, and frankly, their, their offence, it seems to sputter often to me. So I think... So lot if we if we've got the pieces firing again on offense, like they're back on the field again for us, then I, I believe it's a very winnable game for us. Just because um, that pass now I have some faith in that pass rush, as you said. Um, going into like prior to the Patriots game, I didn't think we could t- we could get to the quarterback really. But yeah, uh, no, it's we've we've really improved on that front. Like uh, Dexter Lawrence has shown that he's good. You know, Marcus Golden, like out of nowhere, he's uh, the ageless, ageless man. Honestly, love him. He's yeah, he's been really good, and I, I don't know where it's come from, but I'm happy to see him. Uh, most definitely, I think, I think Ogletree coming back to Patriots game was big for us because I think he's that leader on the defense for us. Um, I think him coming back probably settled a lot of heads just having a bit of an older guy with them um but but it's 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 all about that pass rush like we were having to blitz teams to get anywhere close to the quarterback and our secondary can't cover anyone for 
lasted for more than a second. So it was just, it was killing us. So for the first time, we were getting to the quarterback with four rushing, um, not having to send an extra man. And it, it I mean, totally different defence, totally different defence. Yeah, they're looking much improved and, you know, able to make James Betcher look less of an idiot than he has been doing the first few weeks. Um, yeah, like, when we're seeing the same thing as every game sort of thing, like, you almost know what's going to happen before the play's happened, like, where, how many yards they might get on us, because you can see where we're blitzing, etc. Um, yeah. It was certainly nice to watch a game where you felt, I, I mean, if you support the Giants, you have to like defence, that's what this franchise has been about, so watching the most porous defence in the league arguably was painful, Um so it's nice to nice to watch us hit a quarterback again. Yeah, and uh, and and hopefully, uh, you know, you look at the other side for the Cardinals. Uh, their defense hasn't been great, uh, especially defending tight ends. I think they are officially the worst team at defending tight ends in the league, which uh, could make it quite exciting if Evan Ingram is able to come back for Sunday's game. Um, this is this is it, isn't it? Um, if they can't cover tight ends, imagine having to cover probably the quickest tight end in the league. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't envy them in the slightest. I think, I think there are certain parts of their defense we have to respect. Obviously, um, they they still have Chandler Jones, they still have Terrell Suggs, Jordan Hicks. I mean, he caused us problems in the NFC East for years when he was with Philly, um, but. It's it's an it's a matchup I'm very much looking forward to. I think I think we can we can do things against that team. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, especially if Barkley comes back as well, because uh, he's been looking good. He's been practicing. Like the ankle doesn't look like there's any problems with it. I generally think he is a robot or something because that recovery time is not human. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, if we can get a run game going against them as well, then all the better. Well, like the man said, he went to Wakanda, didn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I, I personally believe that the front office and Pat Sherman have sort of pigeonholed this Cardinals game for his return. Like, if you look, certainly mm-hmm. like... I mean, the, the way Shermer play called that Patriots game, we weren't going for a win at any point, really, in that game. When you're punting on fourth and two, like, we, we just didn't want it. I think he coached to not get, not get embarrassed in that game, if you know what I mean. Um, I think they were looking at this Cardinals game. Like, it was a short week as well from the Vikings game, so I think they've looked at this Cardinals game and said, this is when we want him back. Um, and I expect to see him. And as you say, it will change everything because they're either going to have to put extra men in the box to deal with the threat of Saquon, which then means Daniel Jones should have the easiest throw, like the easiest throws he's going to get in this league. Um, or they'll put an extra safety back to deal with Jones's passing threat, and then Saquon's going to have a day. But it makes us makes us two dimensional again, um, and he is the best back in the league. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I don't know if you Panthers fans who would probably disagree with you on that. Yeah, but, well, uh, well, well, I mean, like, I've got a bias, but let's be honest, our boys been out. Yeah, well, that is why I will allow them to say that McCaffrey is currently the best. 
purely based <laughs> on the fact that Barkley has been out for the past few weeks. But uh, yeah, I feel like we could be seeing um, a very motivated Saquon Barkley on uh, Sunday, uh, given he is returning from injury. Uh, yeah, like I'm taking nothing away from McCaffrey, mate. Coming out of Stanford, I, I I was in love with him. I actually wanted the Giants to sort of like because it was the year before Saquon, I believe. I wanted us to take McCaffrey yeah. then. Um, I, I I love the guy, mate. But um, I think healthy say like when Saquon Barkley's healthy, he's the running back any team in this league would take for me. So um, uh, I think it's it it will be a big difference on our offense having that man back in the back in the lineup. Yeah, and I mean, you look at uh, you know last season, he basically was our offense, and it's you know he hasn't quite got going to the same sort of standard yet but uh, I, I feel like that's if anything that's almost a good thing because it shows that we've got other options to go to uh, well this is it it's like sort of last season as you say it was our offense was Saquon and let's be honest last season was dreadful to watch apart from a few highlight moments from Saquon Barkley um, I mean the first thing that strikes to mind is a Thursday night game against Philly when it was Saquon Barkley in a blowout, basically. Um, yeah. Like when he gets going, he's he's very hard to stop, and I think he's going to come back a very vo- motivated man. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just the threat that comes with him. Like the a defense has to scheme around him, which then and and then we still have other difference makers. It's we can look at our our offense for the first time this season and genuinely back it to win a game without needing one person to pull a miracle out. Exactly. There's a certain fear factor that goes with him, and you just can't deny that. Uh, And things are looking good on the Saquon Barkley front as well, uh, given the fact we've cut Austin Walter, a running back, and re-signed Alex Tanney at quarterback, uh, possibly suggesting we don't need... uh, Walter as a third option at running back, so maybe hinting that Barkley's coming back on Sunday, which um, it's a positive move. Uh, I'm not sure about having three quarterbacks on the roster, but if it's hinting at Saquon coming back, then I can't complain. See, that was the only thing I was going to add to what you said then. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think them, them taking a running back off, um, when Saquon, like Wayne Gorman joked about when Saquon was out injured, he said, I might finally get some snaps. And Wayne Gorman's a good back in this league. So that tells you, like, when Saquon's healthy, we don't need many running backs. But I do agree with you. I question, do we need three quarterbacks on the roster? I mean, we're fully set with Daniel Jones at the minute. We're going all in with him. This year's about Daniel Jones. And should something happen to him, he gets knocked out for a couple of games. We do have, like, the NFL's Iron Man. We've got <laughs> Eli Man. Like, the man never got knocked out of a game. Like, Cam That is Newton true. If, missed... there's, if there's anything Eli Manning can do, it is finish a game. That well, is... let's, let's put it in context for the man. Because, I mean, he, he, he does get slated a bit. But this, this injury that Cam Newton's been out for six weeks for, this, uh, I forget the name of it, this Lippus Frankus or whatever it's called, um... Eli Manning played through that injury. Like that's the reality. That's one of the toughest players to play in this league. So, I don't think we need three quarterbacks on the roster personally. Unless, yeah, uh, unless uh, what they're saying is they'd sooner play Tanny, which I don't believe. 
yeah, I don't, I really don't understand it, but um, I don't know. It's the thing is with Eli is uh, he is reliable. He can sort of do a job. Um, you know, he he is at a point now where he's sort of more. The thing is, I'm not even sure if I want to say reliable because his throwing accuracy on some of the plays earlier this season was not great. Uh, I think as, as much respect as I have for Eli Manning, um, he, he's backup quarterback in this league, and, I, and he's the sort of backup where the situation, once that backup goes in, you don't expect a lot out of your team. Like The reality is the offence now like that we're watching under Jones is markedly different from the offence we had with Eli Manning. The ball gets pushed down the field. Um, it's not just checked down to the running back constantly. Um, and he's mobile enough in the pocket that he can move. So, like, I, I believe if, if we were in a situation where Jones was knocked out of the game and Eli came back in, we'd say the season's over again. Um, but I, I, I'd still sooner see that because at least, I, at least then I'd get to watch like the last few games of Eli Manning kind of thing. Whereas if it's Alex Tanney in the quarterback, what, what are we watching kind of thing? Yeah, I guess it would be quite nice to sort of have a retirement tour, given he is, you know, no disrespect to you, like he is generally uh, up there for the greatest giant of all time. But, um, it's, yeah, so uh, I, I guess it would be kind of nice to get, have him uh, have a few little retirement games. But, um, yeah, I, but like I said, I just the, the, the Tanning decision does not make sense to me. No. But uh, in other moves, more positive moves, uh, Nate Stupar, the guy who uh, blocks the punt that led to the Patriots' first touchdown last week, uh, he's been cut, and Benny Fowler has been re-signed, which I'm quite happy about because I don't, I didn't think he should have been cut in the first place. Uh, you and me both, there, mate. You and me both. Um, so obviously, the stupid decision. Without sounding a bit vindictive, uh, I, I was obviously happy about. Um, I felt special teams has been something that, as a Giants fan, we've that's one of that's been one of the few consistencies we've had for the last say three years is with kicker. And generally, we we don't give up massive plays on special teams. Um, so that was the biggest disappointment I had almost on on that Thursday night game was that the game started to like that was what separated initially was the a special teams mistake I didn't like that so I understand the stupid decision and I agree with you like Benny Fowler impressed me last year after Odell's injury when he I, I believe he came in didn't he for his five games um, but he's he's a receiver that as like. I won't kid ourselves in saying he's he's some top receiver or anything, but he's a nice he's a nice player to have, and I I didn't want him cut from the roster either myself. Like I think we need those weapons for Jones to have at the minute, for extra people for him to throw to. So I'm I'm much happier for us to have an extra receiver back on the roster. Yeah, exactly. He's a good option, and he got a good few uh, catches whilst he was on the roster before he was cut, and uh, I'm I'm just glad to have him back. Sort of. Yeah, big receiver. He's a, he's a nice target to have in the offense, um, uh, and he can play outside, which is obviously like our best receivers play inside, apart from Engram. So yeah, it's nice to have him back. To be honest with you, um, 
the, something I am interested to see is obviously um, Dion Buchanan was cut by the Bucks at the start of this week. Um, now that is a player that has played in Arizona. Was obviously drafted, uh, I believe it's twenty nine uh, by the Cardinals um, from when he was at Washington State. Um, now he's a player that can play safety linebacker. Um, so I think I, I'd be interested to see if we do pick him up or whether we whether we look more into free agency in um, in the off season uh, when we've got all this cap room uh, or whether it's something something we're looking to address the draft, like get a young guy in. Um, but I'm, given that he was cut and that he's played in Betch's defence and played quite well in Betch's defence, we make any moves towards him uh, in the next week or two? Yeah, I, I have been interested in the uh, potential free agency of Shaq Thompson at Carolina because he's had a very good season. He's been a big part of why their defence has been so good this season. But in terms, of a sh- in terms of a short-term uh, fix, I feel like Buchanan is definitely a good option. Yeah, agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you were telling me you were talking to me about Jack Thompson the other day, and um, I mean, I'd be thrilled if we got him. And he's uh, he's he's top ten in the league in tackles at the minute. Um, very good linebacker. I I I'd be thrilled if we got him. To be honest, um, like any any addition of a of a quality player like that. Uh, for our defense, I, th- I think we're all craving that at the minute. Um, again, but again, we don't know with Gettleman whether he wants to do that in season or off season at this point. Um, it, I mean, for me, I feel given that we're we're probably looking at a seven and nine season at best. I, I, I question if maybe the better decision is, as you said, wait till the off season, pick up someone like Shaq Thompson, uh, and go heavy in the draft. Yeah, and. Also, we we should have plenty of cap space. Uh, you know, no more Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, potential retirement of Eli Manning. Obviously, that hasn't officially been announced yet. But uh, after obviously offloading uh, those quarterback wages would be a significant boost. And uh, hopefully, uh, sometime in the near future, getting rid of Nate Solder's massive contract. Yeah, um, the, my my worry with the Nate Solder one is um, obviously like I'd like to see us in the draft get our ten year left tackle to go with our ten year quarterback, let's say. But obviously, left tackle is a very hard position to find. So um, if it's there, you get it. But if it's not, it's not. Um, but the Nate Solder contracts an absolute albatross on our roster, given the standard of plays given us. Um, uh, obviously, I, I believe um, we have if the most, if not one of the highest cap rooms going into the uh, 2020 off season. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see what we do. Obviously, we we spend uh, most of last season realistically getting rid of a lot of our star players supposedly um, to free up that cap room. You know, we didn't. We didn't sign at Landon Collins in the summer. We uh, went with this cheap option of Jabril Peppers. That looks to have worked out. But again, that saved us more money. So I, I like the way we're setting up. If, if, if the quarterback is who we think we've got, um, then I like the way we're setting up, ready to tool up whilst he's on the hip. So he's pulling for playoffs again whilst the guys on the rookie 
uh, uh, contract, we can we can stand with some quality uh, and do it across the whole roster rather than doing this Cleveland approach of uh, I'll give you every star under the sun but no offensive line. Um, so I, I'm optimistic for what we can do in free agency and the draft in the in the coming the coming months. Yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of the draft, uh, seeing as we are a uh, a rebuilding team, let's phrase it, uh, I think it would be appropriate to maybe take a look at the draft prospects that the Giants would probably be looking at. Um, so, offensive line, I, the thing is, there's such a big drop-off from Andrew Thomas at Georgia. Right, and okay. and he, and he's he, one. I assume he's one of these big three hundred pound linemen that they produce. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Uh, so, he, so yeah, he is a left tackle. Uh, oh, perfect. And three hundred and twenty pounds. However, uh, I don't see him making it past Arizona. Right. Okay. They are definitely. I mean, they're almost definitely going to be ahead of us in the draft, and no one needs an offensive line rebuild more than them. Uh, um, no, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I don't see it make see it make it past them. Um, wide receiver would also go, be a good position for us to take a look at. Uh, Jerry Judy uh, and Henry Ruggs from the Alabama off- offense uh, are sort of they're viewed as like the top prospects. But I personally have C D Lamb as my uh, number one receiver in this draft. He he looks like a Julio Jones sort of uh, type of prospect, and if uh, if we could get him, that would be amazing because he's just picked up 171 yards and three touchdowns against Texas, so uh, he's looking like a very good player. Uh, yeah, I mean, like if you're looking at our offense, then essentially the t- the two holes are the left. And the wide receiver, and as you say, if if the Georgia that market, then you don't you don't reach for someone not good enough. I think I think we do need the receivers certainly. Yeah, uh, exactly. um, if we've got a kiddie that if if we can get a kiddie that's uh, somewhat like Julio, then oh, you've got to take that. Yeah. Um. So I could I mean I could see his move in the off season or during the season, depending on how the season goes. So I think receiver is going to be a big need for us. Um. In the draft, I think that's where we'll we'll probably go in the draft as well. I, to my mind, what in the first round or? Um, this is. If I'm totally honest, I I I can't see um. I I can't see us taking him in the first round. I think we might use a a, a later round pick on a receiver this year again, uh, maybe second or third round. Um, I just my feeling is. Essentially, there's there's a lot of teams that are playoff bound that need receivers. The Patriots being number one, and given his PED suspension, uh, Golden Tate's guaranteed money he signed with the Giants is actually voided. So, I just question whether Gettleman will try and trade him to get those supplementary picks again. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, and then so. Uh, um, uh, that, that's also, my only. That's my only concern with the receiver position. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, uh, 
another position we could uh, I mean CD Lamb out of Oklahoma if we were going to go receive him in the first round he's pretty much the guy like when it comes to route running speed physicality yeah. hands that I generally don't think anyone can match him um, you think he's got everything I generally think he has everything I think he is going to be the next big thing at receiver and then the the only question the only question I have for you and um and it's only because of our recent history with wide receivers in New York. Do you know what his personality is like at all? I, I'm i afraid I haven't looked into that too much, but I haven't seen anything it, so it may far. Be, it may be worth us checking if he's dyed his hair yellow before. <laughs> things such like that. Yeah, maybe we should do a bit of a background check on him in terms of that. But uh, as, a, as a player, he looks exceptional. So we'll yeah. have to wait and see on that. So, uh, safety, slash linebacker, guy called Isaiah Simmons, plays for Clemson. So, Clemson, you know, t- uh, one of the best defences in college football, year yeah. in, year out. Uh, he's sort of like a Derwin James type guy. I feel like uh, quite a few mock drafts have us projected to take him. Um, and I feel like that would be a decent option to sort of fill that hole in the middle of the defence that we have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, someone, I like I like Peppers, someone to go alongside him. Uh, we we both questioned Grant Haley, so I mean, I, that that would certainly put my mind at ease if we if we were to take him. Yeah, exactly. He would be a good pickup. But uh, number one priority for me is edge rusher on the defensive line. Uh, so the, the number one uh, prospect by far at the position is Chase Young. But he is pretty much guaranteed top five pick. And hopefully the Giants are not going to be anywhere near that this season. Uh, <laughs> so so I feel like Chase Young, we could safely rule out unless he somehow slips. But I don't see how that's going to happen. I mean, you never know. Stranger things have happened. But uh, that's true. Yeah, that, that kid's probably not dropping very far. I mean, we did have a chance at Josh Allen last year. But the less said about that, the better. Yeah, um, we, we, let's not rehash old wounds. Exactly. Um, so the options for edge rusher, a uh, guy called AJ Epinesa out of Iowa. Um, yeah, absolute he's, beast. Oh, absolute sack monster, I believe they call him. Oh, uh, wrecker of deep, wrecker of offense is that boy. Yeah, he's he's a big boy and uh, he he forces a lot of fumbles. He hits quarterbacks hard, and I I really like the look of him. Yeah. I mean, Saquon will know him coming out, given uh, he's an Iowa State Hawkeye. But um, certainly, from the things I've seen of him, that 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 guy would do things on our defense. And for me, the the Giants have always been about that defense getting to the quarterback. So I'd I'd love to see that big ed- edge rusher, that big name uh, player. If we can start to put a bunch of guys on that defensive line, similar to what Philly have done, I mean, that was that'll only stand as in good stead, I think. Yeah, exactly. And then the other option I've sort of looked at, uh, Yetta Gross Matos uh, out of Penn State. So same okay. same place as Saquon. Um, and he's he just looks like an athletic freak. He generally... He, he He's really good at both stopping the run and getting to the quarterback. And he just sort of finds a way to disrupt plays uh, on most downs. It's, he, he looks... Yeah, he just looks like an athletic freak. Maybe the technique isn't quite there yet, but um, I'm sure that'll come with time. Yeah. So if if you were to 
If you were to pick between the two, who would you feel is the better prospect, man? Um, I would probably have to say Epinesta. Um, Just for the technique. Like, yeah, I feel like he's sort of... He, he. We know what he is if we're taking him. And also, he's got a sort of... He's got, he's got more stats behind him. Yeah. He's been doing it for longer than Gross Matos. Uh, and, uh, and as much as Gross Matos uh, does seem like a good prospect, I wouldn't feel too uh, confident in taking that much of a risk on him at the number 10 overall pick. I mean, yeah, listen, like we took Eric Flowers based off his athletic potential uh, when his technique wasn't there and that bit is in the ass. But then equally, sometimes it works when you take the athletic freak. But if it was that number 10 pick, I'd, I'd rather take a polished guy over over a raw guy, certainly. But, I mean, if he's if he's who's there, then maybe he's the guy we'll take. But I think yeah, that's true. I think Edge Rush is going to be where we go with the first round um, in the draft because it's it's the glaring hole when you look at our, our defence for me. Like, Lorenzo Carter looks nice. Golden's done a lot, but he's an older player. Um, I think we need that young young edge rusher at this point. I think that's the next place we go with this draft. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I should just clarify, we haven't been given the number 10 pick yet. I, I feel no. I, I said that with quite a certainty there. Um, obviously, uh, we have to wait and see how we get on with the rest of the season. But that's where we're projected to finish. I mean, yeah. And, let's uh, let let's be clear. There's some there's some terrible football teams playing at the minute uh, who are going to be very high in the draft. Um, I I I mean, I I feel we've got a seven and nine season, six and ten maybe written all over us kind of thing. Um, so I I think we're going to be picking early, but not ho- hopefully not too early. Um, I would expect us. I would. I would expect us between that ten and twenty bracket, basically. Yeah, um, super right. So I mean, it, it's it's not a bad place to be in a draft. You get very good players within that bracket of um, of picks. Um, but yeah, there's uh, not not including Eli Apple, who's of course. Uh, well, the, the less said about him, the better. I think. I think that we can safely. New Orleans' problem at this point. Of course, of course. Right, so I feel like that's pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. in, unless yeah, there's no, something else. No, I'm pretty good, mate. Yeah, that was, I thought that went, went pretty well. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.